This week on Not Sauce for Work, Terry's hands are too busy doing something else to appear on this episode. Graphite Duke is training a legion of interns, and as such, I'm manning the ship alone. Well, Eagle's here, and he may or may not pull his own weight for once. On today's show, we will talk about the NFL and concussions, the passing of the torch in Major League Baseball, and a, cont- a contentious seizure of the torch by LeBron James. We'll also talk about Tom and Giselle. We'll get into this and much more on this episode of Not Sauce for Work on the Hot Sauce Sports Podcast Network. Welcome everyone you are listening to and perhaps watching Not Sauce for Work. Alone in the studio with Eagle. Hello. Is myself. Peas Delores. How's it going, Eags? This is going to be a fun show. Have we ever done one of these shows, just you and I? Uh, not on this series of shows. On another one, yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, on Not Sauce for Work, we haven't done a show together. No, we have not. Because I believe, and I think these were your words, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, Colin Cowherd is full of himself, yeah. and I never want to be him, <laughs> yet here we are. Yeah. I'm also full of myself. The, the difference, though, is I've always wanted this to be more of an ensemble show, and I was hoping, like, I, I, I keep wanting to say post-pandemic, but we're still in the pandemic. It's just that, um, you know, post sort of lockdowns and, and restrictions, I was hoping that we can get back to that where we can have... Uh, so is this like the post-post-pandemic? <laughs> pre-post. pre-post. The post-pre-post-pandemic. Um, and so... I kind of wanted to get back to that, and we were kind of doing that with uh, having me and getting Duke back in, and then and then Terry back in as well. And um, it, it was going well for a couple of weeks, and then unfortunately some conflicts arose, and so here we are. Uh, but it's okay, doing a different kind of show today. Um, you also have to wear a greenish shirt, eh? It's yeah. fine. Yes. So it's I'll okay. It's not like I we have like. <laughs> rules in terms of what you can and can't wear and how it screws up all the chroma around your body yeah yeah it, it looks like when that picture of lebron's shaved head came out and it was like it was like fizzy at the top and looked like he had very faint hair it looks like i have lebron's hair all over me if you're yeah. watching for the i video have to like, get the setting just right so you don't disappear <laughs> thank you nobody wants to see me shirtless um no th- the thing is that um my clothing my shirts specifically are in an order and I just wear the next one in line. And I, when I remember... But you don't label like your hangers like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, No, Friday. no, no. It's just like... So when, you go left or right. When they, when they go in to uh, my closet, uh, they go in on one side. And then from the other side, I pull out what I'm going to wear the next day. And, um, so you have a, a FIFO system. First in, first out. Yes, exactly. Like a, like a kitchen. <laughs> and then... Um, I was going to say like a supply chain, but okay. Yeah. Well, like a, like a fridge in in, in, the, in the kitchen, basically. Yeah. So the um, the uh, thing, and then my, because I'm colorblind, my wife will help me choose the outfit that then goes with that shirt, and that's how we that's how we do our thing. And so but you should this really was make extra. it such that your shirts align with the bottoms, so you just take from both. I have more time. shirts than bottoms, though, is the issue. Mm. But so so then the thing is, uh, and then blazers and all that, and then accessories, mm. and but um, m- so essentially, I do think about on Wednesdays not to wear green right and so I will if I see on a Thursday that I have a green shirt I'll usually move it to the next day and pull the next one but I I just alas today was not the day today was not the day I forgot to do it I apologize to anyone having to watch this monstrosity today Um, I think something unprecedented is going to happen during this show I think you're going to tell me that I was right am I going to say that though it depends. Are you going to admit that Elon Musk is a fraud? 
Yo, oh, I 100% I know he was a fraud. So who was right? I thought that you were right. Who was right? I was on it from the from that stupid submarine story. I was right. Yeah. Fraud Lon Musk. Okay, admittedly, he's still very smart in a lot of ways. Oh, you can he's be done smart. He's a lot of good things. Listen, he's also an asshole David, in a lot of other David ways. David Sampson is smart. He's also a fraud. <laughs> you know, I'm smart. I'm also a fraud. Not in the same way. But, um, no, he, he, so he, here's the tweet that went up today. Um, uh, just ignore my response because, you know. <laughs> He still hasn't made Porch's Cybertruck. It's an inside joke for our group of friends and, and for uh, Faithfuls of the Podcast. Um, so he wrote that he's buying Twitter to accelerate his own thing because, of course, everything has to be about himself. And it Is X, by the way, the name of his next child after they use <laughs> like, other letters that don't actually exist for his other one? Correct. I believe um, it's also that way if he decides to disassociate from his child the way his father did, the way he did with his father. It'll be uh, his ex-child. So either way it works. Uh, but apparently it's the everything app. So my question to you, Eagle, as a, as a tech insider is, what does everything entail? Everything entails a room of yes men saying sure to whatever comes out of his mouth. So it's, it's yes, it's everything he agrees with Correct. and nothing he doesn't agree with. It's a significant amount of R&D investment to produce nothing where everyone lines their pockets. Oh, so... Elon Musk. Yes. Elon Musk X. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, so like, look, I... I, I wish he would go back to just making not a flamethrower because that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know what? But like, look, I was going to say, wh- when the Tesla itself is not a flamethrower, it's a cool car. Mm-hmm. Um, un- unfortunately, it's it's often also it's a flamethrower. Um, so, but when it's not, it's great. And then, and then you know, uh, PayPal, also great. Thanks for that. Um but, like, there's a lot of – he's got a lot of misses and a lot of swings. So I'm going to say if if you look at it from a different perspective, you, in order for you to have hits, you have to have some misses along the way. And I think that's true for every entrepreneur who tries something mm-hmm. and fails, and that's part of the whole process. You just need to hit it once, right? Exactly. But – I think there's a little bit of like stubbornness when it comes to the way Elon Musk approaches his projects of like if it's a failure, if it was a bad idea, if it didn't work out, own it, right? Tell yourself like listen, this just wasn't the one. We didn't think it out. We didn't do it properly. Learn from it, move on. Instead, he doubles down on whatever stupid bullshit idea he had and says, "No, it's the people that are wrong," right? And insists yeah. on that whatever he was doing was correct. Or he pretends like it was a troll all along, like his hyper train or whatever. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, you could just say, "Yeah, sometimes in business things don't work out," you know. Uh, but yeah, so I I thought I thought that was particularly interesting. It's weird like I don't know. Can you think of another person like this in in pop culture who generally we acknowledge, hey, he's he's invested in some really great stuff, right? Um, and he's been largely influential in a lot of positive ways, but also I find him obnoxious and annoying. The moment you started the sentence, the first thought I had is Kanye West. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, he is out there reminding us that white lives matter. I mean, he's gone from George Bush hates black people to white lives matter yeah, in I a guess. period of 20 years, yeah. right? Like <laughs> yeah, that was a strange, a strange way to go. I don't... So, like, what's what's going on with Kanye? What's going on with Kanye? I, I don't know. He's lost his way. 
it's it's so confusing and it's it's everything about like i guess he doesn't have another speed where like you know you can separate the art from the artist but it, in a lot of ways he is the art also right because like when you've listened to everything like life of pablo on it's like like i remember life of pablo coming out and it's like all right okay well kanye's trying a different thing it's cool i guess it's not bad and then like full gospel albums and then an album where he refuses to re- to to recognize his features it's just a strange set of moves i don't really it seems you know how like okay so batman is the calculated hero of gotham right yeah and the th- and the thing about the joker that makes him the arch villain is it's utter chaos yeah <laughs> yeah and so that's what Cardi is, right? Like he's just—he's it's just chaos spilling out in all the justice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we need a Batman specifically for Kanye. And on that note, I think it's time we get to the news. Ah, Terry, it's the news. Is it though? It is. Um. Perhaps we should have included Kanye in this uh, segment of the show because uh, we're going to talk concussions. Oh, I thought we were going to talk nonsense. <laughs> I mean, partially. But before we get into that, um, Blake Bortles retires from the NFL. And the question we had about Blake Bortles while he was a starter is the same question we have about the Jags today. Are the Jags good? I I think so. This is one of those years where, well, one, you have a coach who knows how to coach who knows who Aaron Donald is. Yeah, also that. It helps. Who's won a Super Bowl Mm -hmm. and who has a team who on paper should be talented, a quarterback who is still learning but obviously has the physical skill to execute. And so... Oh, also a coach who didn't finger bang uh, a co-ed at a bar. Yep, or kick his punter. Mm. Mm. Kicker, place kicker. I'm sorry. Don't Don't be irresponsible with your fake news. But um, but I get the feeling, especially when you start looking at their division, there's really no one else who's going to yeah. be strong in there. So if there's a year where the Jaguars can kind of turn the franchise around, if we want to call it that, this might be the one. Yeah. Um, so prior prior to the season, I I remember looking at the roster and saying, like, you know what? Jacksonville's kind of an interesting team. I think they've got a lot of talent. And then I saw, like, their offensive line rating on PFF was, like, fairly high. I was like, oh, okay, so the, the line's okay. So, you know, they have now Etienne and Robinson are both coming back and both healthy. And um, those are two guys with a good line. It should be productive. It should help the young quarterback. They made investments around him. And, like, the whole thing uh, that we saw with Russell Wilson early in his career was they surrounded the young quarterback on a rookie deal with a lot of talent while they could, right? Mm-hmm. Um and and that's Jacksonville's version of doing this. Um, and <laughs> so the other thing that crossed my mind, though, is I remember seeing before the season as I was doing some fantasy breakdowns, um, the team with the easiest schedule in the NFL was Jacksonville. And part of that, of course, is their division, right? Yeah. So are they good? <laughs> Maybe. Like the talent is there and the coach seems to be an improvement. But... But they also, they find a way to fuck it up. But right? but it, well, to bottle things up, yes. But um, use the proper vernacular, Eagle. I'm when discussing the Jacksonville. That Tigers. being said, the year they had Leonard Fournette, they beat the Patriots in a playoff game. Right? Yeah. So, and then Leonard Fournette learned his lesson and now plays with Tom Brady. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I mean, but if, like, but either way, they they, re- they showed obviously the dispensability of running backs to a degree, right? Because they replaced them with two guys who oh, are yeah. also very good. Um, and then, but while watching, while watching the Jacksonville Jaguars and then hearing of the the news of Blake Bowles retiring, have you ever seen the show The Good Place? Uh, I have actually have? not a lot of it, but I've seen okay. some of it. Yes. You've seen of it. Yes, you've seen of it. So uh, there was an episode where uh, th- there's a character who is in the good place, which is kind of heaven, but it's more complicated than that. And um, he's mistakenly placed in heaven, and uh, he was actually kind of a dirtbag while he was alive. And they show him torching a boat with a Molotov cocktail, and <laughs> before he, because he's from Jacksonville. So they took a guy who's clearly from Jacksonville and made him do the most Jacksonville thing, which is, you know, torch a boat with his Molotov cocktail. And as he's doing it, he's shouting, Blake Bortles, <laughs> the way you would Kobe when shooting like a paper to wastebasket, which I thought was one of the, it's one of my favorite jokes of all time. Uh, and so the two things I thought of was uh, that character burning a boat and also the burning boat that was a Meyer <laughs> and how so much they've improved. Who had a longer tenure with their team uh, that was very average the entire time? Blake Bortles with the Jaguars or Derek Carr with the Raiders? Because I feel like they're almost the same person. I mean, from a skill set, Derek Carr is better than Blake Bortles, right? Okay, like, can, can I put it out there, though? Had the Jaguars had the same talent around uh, like Bortles that Carr has himself with the Raiders— I would imagine Bortles might actually have been better. Fair. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, well, who was is, who is WR1 on that team for years? I couldn't tell you. Exactly. <laughs> Marvin Jones. Which no, one? that's fairly recent. He came there last year. I don't remember. I don't remember. But that's my point, though, right? Yeah. If you think about it, like, okay, at least you can look at the Raiders. Like, every year there was a story in terms of the person. Oh, this is the next whoever, right? Or you had a defense. You get something. Basically, oh, Alan Robinson and Alan Hearns. Come on, during Bortles' career? Yes, I just looked it up. Oh, I didn't know that. And and it was Alan Robinson when he wasn't broken, and Alan Hearns coming off like a ridiculous career at University of Miami. Okay, I take back my point then. And I he, still don't remember them because it was the Jaguars. He had but. Mercedes Lewis. Yeah, I still don't know if he's a good tight end. Yeah, we, we <laughs> don't know. Um, so yeah, it, that's fair. That's fair. But so I will. I'll make this statement about the Raider, about Derek Carr and Raiders. Derek Carr is the best quarterback the Raiders have ever had. True? Debatable, but probably true. But, like, you can see the argument for it. Yeah. Can I make that argument about the Jaguars? And well, Bulls? jury's still out on Herbert. Who else is there? Herbert? Not Herbert. I'm sorry. Uh, Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Oh my God, Trevor Lawrence. Because okay, Herbert. They're the also com- the same person in my mind. Clearly, Herbert. The conversation <laughs> would have been over, Eagle. <laughs> well, but, that being said, the past game that they played, the Jaguars uh, beat the Chargers thirty-eight to ten. Now, admittedly, he had broken ribs. We're yeah. Talking about uh, Herbert here. But so. but so but but, but before we transition, so the one thing though is you can't say you can't say that Blake Bortles is the best quarterback in in Tampa in uh, Jacksonville's career because Mark Brunel was already still better. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Like, I think the me- like often the measurables don't translate over time. I think Mark Brunel's measurables are probably still better than his counting stats are probably still better than uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess you're right. 
And Trevor, I don't know, Trevor Lawrence already looks better than he, than oh, he was. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he yeah. might just be Especially a really good system guy. Especially when you have an actual guy, competent coach and assistant. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, he might just be that. He might just be a really good system guy, but I don't think Blake Bortles was even that. I just think he was a good athlete who kind of just bortled his way into wins. Um, Tyreek chose the Miami Dolphins apparently due to taxation reasons, which is a good reason to choose a team. It's a great reason, actually. <laughs> Although I'm surprised. So is uh, Florida the best state for taxes for this purposes? I thought Texas would also be good. I guess you just didn't want to go to Houston or I, I think uh, it was Dallas. up to a couple of cities, and then the difference maker was you know, the top end of money. Um, and Miami, I think Florida has a 28% flat tax. Okay. So uh, that, that's fairly low. Uh, the thing about that also is uh, – What's interesting is like Major League Baseball for years, although now they kind of have a soft cap that's built into the new CBA, uh, but with years without the cap, what, they w- what the agents would do is get deals that would correspond to if you played, if you played in New York, you'd have to play, pay the player more, which is mm-hmm. part of the reason the Yankees' salary salaries are so high, A, because they could afford it and they wanted to spend that much money and winning was important to them, but also players wouldn't play in New York when they could play in a city in a, in a league with no salary cap they could play somewhere else for slightly less and actually earn more money. So, so you know the CBAs and the whole like contractual stuff way better than I do. Mostly the NBA, but I know a little bit about the NFL. So here's a conversation, and we don't have to go far into it, but it's a thought I had. You know how like as an individual, you can get by all the personal tax loopholes by creating like a fake LLC corporation to represent mm. you, and then you work for yourself, but that type of thing? Will we ever see a day where players and agents start doing this and you create like a corporation in the same way like TV12, for example? I was just going to say it's already happening. Like, But the team contracts the TV12 incorporation to staff their team with a quarterback of which they supply Tom Brady. Yeah. Well, like Giannis's brother is in the NBA uh, for that reason. Uh, Jalen Brunson's dad is an employee now of the Knicks. Like that but, stuff's but already starting actual, to happen. The actual players themselves mm-hmm. are go under this system, not like supporting staff or whatever it is. Like literally, the players instead of having a contract with the player, you have a contract with a corporation who supplies the player. Therefore, the personal tax exemption is gone. You, 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 <laughs> you know you, what I mean? You know where I think it's going to happen first is college football. Yeah, that exactly. Because yeah. let's put it this way: um, let's say. After a player's elig- quote unquote eligibility is done, but Texas wants that player to keep playing there and not go to the NFL, why can't they offer him twenty million dollars? Once once the wall fully comes down and this becomes just sheerly the business it's been, and and people actually start making money for their efforts and it stops being about amateurism, which it hasn't been for decades, um, I think that's where we start seeing that. I think I think they. Because like w- the kind of the equivalent eagle is, and it's not exactly that, but there are two teams in the NBA that are currently run by sports agencies: the Los Angeles Lakers and the New York Knicks are run by Clutch Sports and CAA. They're absolutely they're making personnel decisions, and they've placed GMs in in their positions, basically. Um, so it's not exactly what you're describing, but to me, that's that's the it's step. It's very similar. It's, yeah, it's it's a step on the way to that, right? Although, what are your thoughts? And we're just a little bit off topic here, but That's making fine. eligibility for like master's degrees also for NCAA. Things. I think, so that way, like, I think there's you I think force them to stay in school. I think eligibility. Well, they're already be, they're already being forced to stay in school yeah. for three years <laughs> uh, for no reason at all. Um, I think the idea of it being tied to a school is gonna 
no no longer be something that exists in 10 years. I think it's going to be America's third most or second most popular pro sport and it's just going to be historically tied to a school but in itself it's going to operate as a uh, f- as an entity that probably just pays a license to the school to yep, to stay associated. And what we're going to see is kind of something akin to soccer clubs is what we'll see um and I don't I don't hate it. It's good. I wonder what's going to happen to the NFL if they don't have their free minor league system that they currently have, and will they just start recruiting straight straight out of high school as well, and put and and develop sort of like a you have a seventy five man roster and you and you keep these players you pay them while they're training to be ready to play at nineteen twenty years old. Yeah, I can see like a farm team system, right? Like either you associate some yeah. type of team with you, and that's or you what it is. again, you just have yeah. a larger roster, and then part of your roster is that could you have like your team, your taxi squad, and it's not called it's a practice squad now, right? There is practice squad, but Sorry. there was a taxi squad in the I know, NFL. It's a, so. it's, but even taxi squad is an old term from like the eighties. Um, but also, you de- have a development squad, kind of like the G League is mm-hmm. in the NBA. Kind of what I, th- you know. What we've seen in soccer academies. Which makes a lot of sense. And you can go after the, I'll call it the smaller markets, right? Areas where they can't support a full NFL team, but you can actually put these like farm G level teams inside there that, hey, Al- we get football, right? Put them on Alabama, Saturday night. Al- Alabama, uh, you know, in Missouri, uh, even in Texas, where you have two, you know, huge markets for NFL teams. It's a big enough state. You know, Austin doesn't have a pro team, but they, they essentially do with the Texas Longhorns, right? And hey, maybe north of the border. Uh, some Canadian franchises, clubs? Uh, so, well, uh, that's a whole antitrust thing I don't want to get into. But yes, essentially they should just crush the CFL and just open up franchises. Exactly. I, I didn't say it here, and I'm sorry. I have a lot of friends who play in the CFL. I respect the talent in the CFL. It just doesn't work as a product. They're not making any money. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, I just I, I do appreciate the talent that takes to play in there, and I, I love the players that we do have in the CFL. Speaking of not making any sense... <laughs> So last week when I was off, I had a wonderful dinner with my wife and we watched the Dolphins game together uh, before she went on a vacation. So it was, a, it was nice for you guys to let me take the night off. Um, but our night was ruined. Tua Tungavaila got a horrible head injury that resulted in his hands, his fingers literally curling uh, because of how, uh, how traumatic the, neuro- the uh, neurological a damage was this was happening four days after he got um cleared to play in uh, technically because he didn't actually go through concussion protocol initially or so it's being investigated because they said he had back spasms right on his injury report so apparently <coughs> that's a bit misleading because tua insisted he didn't have a head injury because the player will always want to go back out and play um the especially a player into a spot who literally is playing for his career this season, right? Mm-hmm. And he's playing well. Like he's be going into the season, Eagle. Did you know that uh, Tua Tungavailoa had the second most yards per attempt? I did not. And was leading, and he had the highest quarterback rating. He, had, he he was top four in essentially every advanced quarterback metric. Like he was playing well above the level he had shown so far in his career. Which okay, is we get great. It. The Dolphins are good. No, no, I know, but I'm saying, <laughs> but I'm not looking at it as a, as a fan. I'm just saying like. When you coming in, this is the season where the the team has to commit to him at the end of the season or not. And so he has to prove he's the guy, right? He's him in modern-day parlance. Um, But then he has the pressure to get out on the field. And 
he's going and saying he's got back spasms, but apparently the team doctors and lead doctors are obliged to put him through protocol if they see signs of uh, a concussion. Which is understandable. It's supposed to be like the athlete wants to play all the time, essentially, despite any health conditions they're suffering from. And it's the responsibility of the team and the independent committees to make sure that that does not happen. But there's a kind of implicit bias there of the team also wants the player back in the field, right? I would say the implicit bias goes even further. Um, there's a, an excellent and famous uh, true crime podcast called Unraveled. And one of the seasons they're talking about uh, medical examiners and courtroom uh, professionals, um, DNA experts, and that kind of stuff. They talked about how there's a bias because they are often hired by the DA. Mm-hmm. And because they want to keep getting hired, they want to produce results that are generally favorable to the DA. So there's an inherent bias to side with the prosecution's case rather than the defendant's case. So this is the financial crisis, just the legal version of it. Yes. Um, and then <laughs> this might be the football version because... You're hired by the NFL and the and the NFL Players Association. The NFL Players Association is made up of players. So while they do want to protect players, the players themselves want to play. And they elect the leaders of the NFLPA. The NFL also wants them to play. The players also want to play. The coaching staffs also want to play. The fans also want to play. And the people betting on the games also want them to play. So the bias is, I think, if it's close, if you're on the borderline to passing tests, I think there might be an inherent bias that pushes them to see things in a specific light um, and pass the player. I think the protocols need to be changed to to be stricter um, because clearly, like, we all saw. None of us are experts. But he he exhibited, like, three of, like, the top five signs of people who have suffered head head Yeah, there there were some people saying that, you know, in theory, because uh, the concussion he allegedly got on the Sunday game was still not healed from... There is the, a high possibility that that injury may have killed him on the spot, practically. Yes. Well, that, dude, like, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm, I'm not joking when I say this ruined my night. It made me question whether or not I like football anymore. Because I was like, what, what the fuck are we doing? Like, if I just witness someone die on the field, I don't know if I can come back from that. Yeah. Like, like where I'm, I literally am betting on the game. Where I'm, I'm wearing uh, like a, a team's colors and 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 experiencing joy. And then, if I if I watch a 23 year old die on the field, I, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and, and I, it's it's weird because like already the fact that this happened and everyone's talking about it, we're talking like, are they are they going to change the protocols? Are things going to change? Right? There's a little bit of like uh, a skepticism when it comes to it. I'm I'm curious. Had he actually died on the field under this condition if things would actually change again or if we'd go through the whole hullabaloo and well process and procedure and they kind of do it just to say they did it but it would all remain the exact same thing because concussions it's still not taken super seriously like you heard McDaniel's press conference where he's like oh he only has a concussion it's and that's from a guy a that's from a guy it's who a concussion yeah and also by the way there's no grades on concussions your brain is is Injured or not injured. It's, there's no high grade. There's no low grade. There's no serious concussion. Not, all concussions are serious, period. That's just how it is. I've had seven. So doctors have told me there's no such thing of grades on concussions. It's, it, that's a, like an old term, the way they used to look at it in the 90s and stuff. All concussions are equally serious uh, because you don't know the long-term effects and, and so on. So either your brain is injured or it's not injured. Um, but to your point... Um, Dr. Bernard Amalu, the, the guy who the concussion movie is based on, put out this tweet, um, and this is via the, this, 
It's it's uh, synthesized via the Sporting News, where it reads, Tua, my brother, I love you uh, as much as I love my son. Stop playing. Stop. Hang on. Hang your helmet and, and gallantly walk away. He also went on to say, if there's anything else in your life you love, do that instead. I understand the people who say, like, blah, 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 the war on football. I, I don't know what the right answer is here. Like, I understand Dr. Benamalu has more information about head traumas than I do. Um, I, I also can see there's not a single way in the world Tua Tungavailoa is going to decide to not do something else. But, dude, we saw Andrew Luck walk away in his prime before he, quote-unquote, accomplished anything by most fans' measures. A guy who would likely have been in the Hall of Fame just based on sheer ability walk away because he had fears for his own health and, and long-term safety and does not look like he regrets it at all. Well, I mean, even from a selfish perspective, Tua is going through a contract year, right? He's looking for a big extension. If you're the team and you're saying we're going to put all our eggs on this one person who now has had multiple concussions, is prone for additional ones in the future, are you really going to gamble significant amount of money on that? Like, by getting the second concussion, he's probably lowered his overall worth by a significant margin. Yeah, well, look, we saw... Baker Mayfield trying to tough it out through injuries last year. Yeah. And he looks terrible this year. Who knows what long-term effects it had on his body. And then on top of that, the team did not even reward him. They, they traded for someone who's not even playing for the first 11 games of the season. Yeah, so if you're... you're no, like they traded for him, but they traded him and acquired that, that you know, acquired uh, Deshaun Watson. Like, you wouldn't... If you're the Dolphins GM, are you giving him, like, a 10-year deal with multi-million dollars and everything? No, you probably want to do more of, like, a three-year bridge deal and work fit from there, right? And if he doesn't I agree, mean, find a team who wants him. He They might just because the guarantees don't mean a ton in, in football, and they can probably reroute funds in a way that um, will pay you as a as a coach down the line or, or as a, uh, an ambassador or whatever it is, whatever title you want to give him as an executive. Um, I honestly, look, I just hope he's okay and it, it sucked to witness. Um, look, I still love football. It's my favorite sport in the world, you know, with that and the, the NBA like we've talked about. Uh, but it, I've never had that experience watching a football game. And I don't know if it's my fandom. Um, I love Tua. They, he broke my heart as a Georgia fan. And uh, seeing him throw that seam... Uh, against broken coverage and uh, winning the championship over my beloved Bulldogs. Um, I was like, from that moment, three years before he was eligible for the draft, I was saying thank for Tua because <laughs> to me, he looked like the truth. And I, I've, I've been a defender of his play from the beginning. And um, I don't know if all that emotion was wrapped up into it, but it just seeing someone I injured that graphically on, on uh, national television, it, it made it hard to watch. Thankfully, he seems to be okay. Yeah. Apparently, he was watching a movie. MacGruber. With, uh, MacGruber, yeah, exactly. I want to know who chose it. Because Mike McDaniels looks like a kind of a goofball, and he might have he might have chosen it. But I think that's kind of the thing that endears him to players is his Where are they playing again that game? It was in Cincinnati. Is it legal to smoke weed in Cincinnati? It should be. Because, <laughs> like, right before they get on the plane, they all get high together and, like, hey, you want to watch MacGruber? <laughs> I, I will say, I don't know if it's legal, but, like, McDaniels looks like, the kind of guy who's who's holding. Is it so, good to treat concussions? Yes. There we go. We figured it out. Based on the medical card I had before legalization, yes. Um, <laughs> other good news is he's going to be out for the upcoming game and probably for the should, And also, future. by the way, I said that day I thought I thought they should have benched him because it was – look, they're, they're, they're playing with house money at, at that point. They're, they were 3-0. 
um, going into a tough game. They always lose at Cincinnati at night, by the way. Historically, they always do. I know they're different teams, and I know the Dolphins were playing kind of well until like it all fell apart. But um, I just think going three and one wasn't a big deal if it meant preserving to his health. Now you mentioned Cincinnati. Uh, your alter ego for today's show, Colin <laughs> Cowherd, did have an interview. Hey, at least with I'm Joe proud Burrow. of my white hair. I don't try to hide it. So he did have an interview with Joe Burrow about how, like, essentially his memory goes away on certain games. So I don't know if you want to. You want, we want to play the clip entirely at this point. Uh, I, I think we're going a little long. So do you want to? Do you want to just uh, summarize the clip or play the beginning of it? Or yeah, I'll I'll let you choose. You're the producer. Well, have you ever had your bell rung? Do you think you've ever been concussed? <laughs> yeah, for sure. You have. Yeah, I think everybody has to plays this game. Take me to the moment. What is it like? I don't know. Um, it's hard to say. Just you get you start to ring a little bit. Um, I have never had any like lasting effects from a concussion. Like I've I've been hit and forgot the rest of the game before. That's happened a couple of times, but I've never had one where I have headaches for like a week. And I, right. I have symptoms of concussion after the game. Um, like I said, I've had some where, you know, I don't remember the second half or I don't remember the entire game or um, I know that I got a little dizzy at one point, but nothing, nothing last, long-lasting. That's still insane, though, to think that, like, this is probably happening all the time mm-hmm. and it's going unreported and everything. We like, know it's happening all the time, though, right? Like... Like, then we see a game where his own teammate, T. Higgins, was knocked out, like, out cold for a few seconds and then bounced up and played later in the same game. You know what I mean? So um, we know it's happening. And uh, the one thing, though, that gets confused is CTE doesn't just come from concussions. It comes from repetitive blows to the head. So, like, an offensive lineman or linebacker is actually more likely to suffer CTE than a quarterback uh, or uh, or a wide receiver. Um so like it's it's just repetitive. Even if the hits aren't as hard, the repetitive hits are a bigger issue when it comes to CTE. Uh, which, again, guys like Dr. Ben Malu are quick to remind us on Twitter. Um, Speaking of Twitter and reminders, <laughs> uh, we got a reminder of what the impact of a CTE could be. Uh, Mister Big Chest himself tweeted out, "I'm a rock star, not a football player. Keep me off the sports channel. Can I live? Vacation mode. Cashew King." Cashew new champagne of nuts. Cashew the new cash. First off, terrible haiku. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you say terrible haiku, Eagle, but it's music to my ears. It's the greatest nut. It's it's shaped like a bicep. It's it's glorious. It's delicious. Um, it. I don't. The one issue I have with this tweet. The one issue I have is, why is it the new champagne of nuts? My understanding is cashew was always the champagne of nuts. What nut would you consider champagne if not for the cashew? Ooh. Is it pine nut? I can see it. Because the price of pine nuts is basically the price of gold. So there's I can that. see that too. Uh, maybe like a macadamia nut. Macadamia? Yeah. Uh, is that the same as a Brazil nut? Or as they call no, it in I Brazil? No, I think they're different actually, aren't nut? they? Yeah, Brazilian nut's different. Is it? Okay. I'm, I'm, let me check that, but I'm pretty sure it's different. I, I don't, I'm not a, a hazelnut guy because I'm allergic, but um, as far as I know, um, hazelnuts are excellent because of their versatility, right? So like... Um, they are different. They are not the same. Okay. The Brazil nuts are arguably healthier than macadamia nuts. They have more protein, fewer calories, and more vitamins and minerals. All right. I've learned something today. Uh, we we all I did. Forget it, but I've learned. Yeah, something. I've already forgotten. Which one is better? Uh, Brazil nuts. Okay. 
Ask me again in 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll quiz you. Um, so what's your Mount Rushmore of nuts? Uh, Antonio Brown? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I see what you mean. G- give me your, your top four nuts. I'll, okay, I'll do mine. I'll do mine. I'll go, I'll go cashew. I'll go peanut because I don't know if I can live without peanut butter. So it's got to be peanut. I don't know why I'm doing it. But you want to go with processed nuts too? Well, you can turn peanuts into into. Mm. Also, like I love the nastiest peanut butter too. Give me that crap shit. Don't give me the. Don't give me good peanut butter. I hate good peanut butter. Um, I go cashew. I'm okay. I'm holding on to peanut. I'm gonna go with uh, macadamia nut. I like macadamia nut. I know it's not as healthy as we just learned. Maybe. Um, and then I'm gonna go with the almond. I really do enjoy almonds, especially in chocolates, chocolate almonds. So I will. I will keep your almonds on the list. I'm going to throw in a hazelnut. I know you can't select it. My question, though, is because, like, is hazelnut great? Or is it just because you can make a lot of things with it? Like, a lot of different desserts. And no. So is it a working... Is it more of a working nut than a champagne nut? No, it's definitely it's definitely a, a good nut. Like, think about, like, you know, Italian candies. Like, the chocolate's bat cheese and everything. It's a little hazelnut on top. You get that nice crunch of flavor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Nutella is obviously wouldn't made with hazelnuts. You don't know that either and everything. You can use it as a shaving on top of different things. Again, you wouldn't know. I'd kill you. You can use it for Frangelico, which is great. Again, you wouldn't know. Almost killed in this, in this studio with a glass of Frangelico. So, so, no, I'm definitely putting hazelnut on my list. Almonds is on the list. I'm going to throw you two nuts you've forgotten about and you will regret having your peanut I hate, on the I, see, list. I hate going first. I hate going first. Go ahead. Pecans. Oh, pecans are good. Yeah, pecans are going to bump peanuts. Yeah. Sucks. I might have to go a life without peanut butter. And then Also, I'm I don't know why I'm doing this thing where if you're not in Mount Rushmore, you don't exist. <laughs> yeah. And then the last one here and you're going you're gonna to regret putting macadamia on your list. Pistachio. Oh, yeah. yeah gone. Macadamia's gone. Pistachio's gold. Pistachio's like... Pistachio to me, it's like one and one a with cashews. My bad. I just I went first, and I thought you were gonna go first, and I felt a lot of pressure, and unfortunately I, I threw a pick under pressure. That's what happened. <laughs> so I got cashews, uh, making uh, pa- sorry, cashews, pistachios, um, almonds, and pecan. Is that yeah. yours also? And I, I will put hazelnut instead oh, hazelnut. of the cashews. Really? Yes. Cashews don't even make your your uh, Mount Rushmore. That is correct. Mount Nutmore. That is correct. Yeah. I can live without them. I'd watch a movie called Mountain Nutmore. Yeah. Because it's an adult film. Of course. You see. Had to be. You just looked very confused, so I, <laughs> I felt I had to fill you in. Um, so, <sighs> Judge hit 62. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not the record. Technically, it is. I explained this to you in our group chat. Barry Bonds, who hit, was it 73? 73. Was in the National League. I, I understand that. Aaron Judge is in the American League. So, so technically, but, but is there, it's a record. So is there an AFC and NFC passing record that we care about? Like, my th- it's not that, that we care about, no, but it exists. But why do we care about this if it's not the record? Because it's everyone a, no, no, knows. Don't get me wrong. It, it's, it's like throwing 50 touchdowns. So w- let's say whatever, whatever like the NFC record or AFC record of touchdowns would be, and it's... Let's say like someone broke just broke the NFC record instead of the NFL record, whatever it is. It would be an amazing accomplishment, worthy of coverage, worthy to watch. I, I, I watched the game. I'm the one who sent it in in our in our uh, message when it happened, um, and I had I had it on the screen while I was working. I think it's it's a huge accomplishment, but let's put it this way: it's 
because Bonds was an asshole, and it's because it happened during this black mark of of baseball history. Even though Barry Bonds is the greatest hitter I've ever seen play the game of baseball, pre-juicing, during juicing, he would still probably be the best hitter now. It is hundred now, um, and we also don't know for a fact that players aren't juicing now. Fernando Tatis doesn't have the giant head of uh, of Barry Bonds, but he failed the drug test, a PD test this season. Um, I'm not accusing anybody. I think Aaron Judge is just a behemoth. He's bigger than Miles Garrett, for the record. Like he his listed height and weight is bigger than Miles Garrett, which is insanity. Imagine having a pitch to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's terrifying. Um, and he's doing it in an era where every reliever throws 97 and higher. Uh, we've never seen pitches break the way they do. What he's doing is absolutely impressive. We shouldn't denigrate 73 because baseball counted on steroids to save it during a period when it was going through its uh, its initial dark phase. Dark so phase. I was going to say, it's definitely, that's one of the reasons why they're making a big deal out of it because exactly that. They want to pretend that Barry Bonds wasn't actually the record holder because it was under the whole dark cloud and everything. Just to put it in perspective, if you were to give, uh, let's say, a 20% boost in performance with PEDs and all the doping scandal, even 20%, which probably is on the low end if we're thinking about professional athletes and how much they can min-max the, those treatments. If you take his 62 and you add 20% to it, you get 74.4. So let's say 74. So technically, with a, even with a 20% boost, he beats Bonds' record now. I'm not saying that's actually happening, but you get my point. But I think the other reason why this is a, such a big deal right now uh, for the MLB and is, you know, it's making the news and everything is because the MLB is boring. And this is a storyline that people so, can cling to and have this exact same conversation, right? Yeah. It's smart. It's smart. It was a good idea. Uh, ESPN's, uh, the, the, the dude in charge of content at ESPN right now, is also um, a huge Yankees fan, notably. So I think MLB is capitalizing on his fandom and uh, basically uh, putting uh, putting this front and center. Uh, it also helps that it's a Yankee because it's a makes it a more national story. But you know, again, and I don't, I, I'm not saying any of this to, to denigrate the the accomplishment. Uh, you can put up Jeff Passan's tweet, by the way, Eagle. Uh, it's just a picture. Um, Jeff pa- Passan, I think, put it best. Um, wh- whenever you get that up, yeah, Aaron Judge sixty-two is a remarkable achievement. Barry Bonds' seventy-three home runs is the record. There's nothing else to discuss. And those things are facts, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, I I think it's ridiculous to to sort of denigrate what Bonds did because. In and of I itself. love the follow-up on this, by the way. Yeah. I was incorrect. There was more to discuss. So here it is. If you want to erase history, the foundation upon which sports is built, then you can be an intellectually dishonest, illogical, ahistorical bonds denier, or you can be right. <laughs> uh, and that's and Jeff Pass is like an old school baseball guy, right? So like uh, I, I think I think it's important. I think it's important to remember bonds. Cause like, dude, it would be the equivalent of not recognizing Patrick Mahomes' greatness today. You know what I mean? And like or like people like that 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 take away championships from Brady because of quote unquote cheating scandals. Cheating exists in sports. You're not gonna get away from it. There's probably cheating now. Uh, I read Roger Maris's biography where he all but admits that he took PEDs when he was trying to come back from injury uh, during the season where Maris broke the record at sixty one where he was actually pacing for more home runs. 
but the uh, MLB playoffs are beginning. I find the format really interesting. Um, and on top of that, um, me and Terry's Mets unfortunately couldn't hold on to the one spot, but they do make the wild card. Uh, people are calling it a collapse. Look, the Braves were on like 110 uh, winning uh, pace in the second half of the season. That's not a choke. That's just the Braves are playing ridiculous baseball at the end. Um, and the, the, the only thing that was the dagger to the Mets, of course, was that three-game series that the, the Braves swept. Uh, but I'm actually I'm actually interested in more interested in baseball than I have been in years. I think the expanded playoff format is going to add a lot of drama and a lot of intrigue. Um, the judge home run chase is interesting. The hardest thing for me though right now is there's there's just uh, you know all these home runs being hit and then all these strikeouts and nothing in between. Pitchers are just dominant. Um, the shift has made it that things we've considered to be Valuable hits are just erased in the game. And so players have trained to just hit for home runs because that's the thing that gets them paid. And it's just not as interesting a sport from a schematic standpoint. That's part of what makes basketball and football so interesting is how will a defense defend this offense, right? And and we're not getting that. It's just power versus power. It's kind of what tennis has become and how they've lost their popularity as well because it's become a game of sheer power. Yeah, for me, the thing about uh, baseball that I don't like is the baseball. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome to go to games. It's I mean, if you're getting drunk, sure. Yeah, well, A, a yes. But I can just do that anywhere. Yeah, but, like, there's a vibe at, at a baseball game. The, the parks are interesting. Um, they usually have ridiculous uh, vanity food items. Um, there, there's, a whole, there's a whole bunch of things that makes I've, – I've been to a lot of different stadiums, and so it's fun. It's fun to see. Um, highly recommend it. It's not a great TV product, which they are trying to address, so we'll see if that gets better. I do think this playoffs, you'll, Eagle, you may not watch teams, but I think you'll be more interested in uh, the outcomes because of the expanded playoff format than you were in previous I hope seasons. the games are late so I can put it on so I can fall asleep to them. Yeah, that's the dream. That's the dream. Uh, quickly, we'll do one last topic before we get to rapid fire. Um, or actually, hot sauce bets and then rapid fire. Um, <laughs> I guess I wonder who you're going to I wonder who you're going to proclaim as the MVP of the show. Uh, <laughs> so LeBron and Kareem um, had this interaction uh, or not really an interaction but Le- LeBron was asked about Kareem and here's it's based upon him chasing uh, Kareem's scoring record yeah. essentially right and that how far he's very close he's going to break it this season um, they're going to be flying Kareem out to all of the games as well in case he does it on the road uh, but this is what LeBron James had to say about that LeBron would you having a chance to get the all time scoring record this year do you have any thoughts on Kareem, and also if you have a relationship with him. No, no thoughts. And no relationship. Last two for LeBron. Thanks. All right, for sure. So, first thing, I thought LeBron came on home. I thought he was going to stay bald. I thought he was going to cream it up, right? Like, no. Is, is he trying to distance himself that way, too, that he still has hair? Probably. I, I, I don't even know anymore, man. Like, is he still doing that barbershop show and everything, or is yes. that done? No, it's part of the media empire where he avoids paying taxes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, he does what he wants to do and everything. Uh, he's going to look different throughout the season, I'm sure. It's just it's a strange thing because they, they seem to have had a close relationship early on. And LeBron is one of those guys who's like reverential to the old heads. Like John Morant is one of these guys who pretends not to know a, about you know the players that came before him. 
Um, but LeBron is one of these guys who, you know, respects Kobe, respects Mike. He has a great relationship with Michael Jordan. It's one of the things I always found weirdest in the in that whole debate of like who's the goat is like it's one of those things that doesn't really bother either of them. Where like Jordan is like it's probably me, but whatever. Mm. Like LeBron's awesome, and LeBron's like I think it's secretly me, but Jordan's awesome. Like, uh, but at the same time. This comes after um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar criticized his wishy-washiness when it came to the vaccine and has criticized him for some of the uh, some of the celebrations and some of the things that Kareem has uh, decided to be immature. It's hard to get criticism from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because of uh, not only who he was as a basketball player, but you know it's rare for that level of excellence to be that level of activism as well. And... Uh, at a time uh, where civil rights needed a figurehead, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was that. Um, and so LeBron, who has put his name on a lot of different causes, of course, uh, fe- might feel as though, hey, you're criticizing me, but I'm just trying to do- take the next step from the legacy you laid out, man. I'm the one supporting uh, black communities. I'm the one building schools. I'm the one doing all these things. And you're, you're giving me shit for a celebration I had on the court or, or for being excited at my kid's basketball game. Um it, it's, I, I can see why that would irritate uh, LeBron. He had a weird defender today. A Skip Bayless came to his defense by saying that he he found Kareem to have unnecessary criticism towards LeBron. Coming from Skip Bayless, <laughs> he's an artist, dude. Like at this point, I bow. Like I've always thought Skip Bayless to be kind of full of himself and kind of an asshole, but there's two things about him that make me realize, no, no, he's a true artist. One, he follows zero people on Twitter because the only opinion that matters to him is himself. <laughs> I think that's genius. And secondly, secondly, this move here shows me he's self-aware. He he knows he's an asshole, he, and that's the, that's the card he's playing. For me, I think it's that whole thing of, like, you know, no one makes me bleed my own blood. Like, no one shits on LeBron James <laughs> other than me. That's like, how my, dare you? That's my territory. Uh, Eagle, who's the MVP of tonight's show? Uh, as much as I would like to tease you and say it's not you, it has to be. I mean, this is honestly what? for anyone who has done this, you know how difficult it is to be a one man show. If you haven't done this yet, try. <laughs> Go talk to Amir for forty five minutes and see how it goes. A lot of people think they can talk about sports for an hour. By the way, no, they can't. It's hard. It's, it's harder than hard. it looks. Um, so you are gonna win I, the MVP for this particular show. But unfortunately, go ahead. Your um. You're too honest for content. It would have been better content for you to claim MVP and do the heel turn. Nah, I couldn't do it. I, cu- I, I couldn't live with myself and basically you know, give myself that trophy, especially knowing everything we know. It's just, it was too mean on my behalf. Fine. Uh, that being said, I, I think I'm kind of winning anyways <laughs> because you have to pick between the Colts and the Broncos, and the Broncos are favored by three and a half points. Can I, can I take the under? <laughs> you can take the under. Perfect. <laughs> Why? Um, well, because that way I don't have to choose one of the teams. <laughs> Can I take the under and you take the over? <sighs> I don't even know what the numbers are, actually. I didn't even look it up. Hold on. It's going to be low, right? It has to be low. So, I'm li- like, after all this talk about uh, integrity, I'm asking, can they play a different game instead of the one we were supposed to play? Yeah, but, I mean, I think this kind of makes sense. Uh, the The Broncos should win. Russell Wilson has to get right at some point. 
And the Colts... 42, by the way. Uh, That's under, a definite under. under <laughs> smash that under hard. Um, watch it be like 43 and a half. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, anyway, they can't actually score half points. Watch them score 43 points. Um, so, here's the thing. The Broncos should win. They're better. The Colts have been playing worse. They're, the Broncos are better than they've been playing. Russ has to get better. I don't think tonight's the night, though. Let me get, let me get the Colts just because NFL's weird. Football stuff happens. Give me the Colts. Matt Ryan with the carry? With the outplaying? Well, I have him getting he over... He his troops last week. I have though. him getting over one and a half yards on the ground, so <laughs> I did take that over. Um, so, yeah, there we go. Matt Ryan's 1.5 yards will clinch it on a third down. Um and they'll win the game on Matt Ryan's run. Watch him take a knee and lose all your yards. <laughs> I, I see that happening. <laughs> he has three yards running all game and then takes two knees and I lose the bet. Uh, that's amazing. All right, that's going to bring us into a rapid fire right whoa, here. Whoa, whoa, what, what's your rationale for having to take the, the Broncos? That this is the week that Russell Wilson remembers how to cook. There we go. Does he remember how to cook Subway sandwiches? I didn't say it was Dan- good. Danger witches? Is it even considered cooking if the sandwich is cold? Then it's just preparing, right? Yeah. Assembling? I mean, although technically cooks make sandwiches. Hmm. It's a different part of the kitchen beer. Well, it's like a different line in the kitchen beer. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, whatever. Rapid so what fire. We cook, right? Yeah, there we go. We got five of them for today. First one we're going to start with, uh, a little bit sad. Weakest moment. Uh, Brittany Griner's wife has told ESPN she's going through her weakest moments right now and fears being forgotten about by America. Last time I checked, though, Russia has not forgotten about their arms dealers. <laughs> it's tough. I don't have a solution for this, but I'm tired of people using her as a political mascot i'm tired of people saying yeah well she broke the law and she should stay there yeah so you're gonna just trust russia for enforcing laws um or people saying like well these athletes think they can do whatever they want they have different sets of rules largely they do and the reason she probably was carrying if she was even carrying uh that vape pen is her owner probably told her hey don't worry about it it's no big deal. You can come down here. I'll buy you. I'll buy you a vape pen. I'll buy you all the weed you want. It's it's part of the deal for these international athletes, and the, the owner is one of these oligarchs who's also one of Putin's friends. So it's another part of this that you can't trust. In the end, this is a human person. And reg- regardless of what you think of her sexuality, regardless of what you think of her race, regardless of what you think of her outspokenness, uh, in a country which protects her outspokenness, by the way. Regardless of what you think the the United States should or shouldn't trade for her, it should not mean that you step on uh, who this person is as a person and you disregard her as a human being. Um, the internet, unfortunately, is a place where we largely turn to to ignore who people are as human beings. And um, it's hard for me to watch not only what this does to her, but what this does to us. Agreed. But also, Can I get too serious there for rapid fire? <laughs> Sorry uh, about that. Whatever. It, it is what it is. I mean, I tried to put the serious topics first. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, this one's also kind yeah, of serious. see? It's the formula. <laughs> Not so terrific. It's been reported that Tom Brady and Giselle Butchin have hired divorce lawyers, seemingly from the fight they're having from him retiring and then unretiring and all the promises he's made. Uh, this happening at the same time, Cole Beasley basically was with the Buccaneers for maybe two weeks, not even, and has now retired, citing he wants to spend more time with his wife and, and kids. I think he wants to spend less time falling on the floor. He looks so bad. Yeah. He looks so bad. Admittedly, if you're not planning to play football, it's you're hard. not conditioned, yeah. and then suddenly you're getting lit up. Because, oh, again, he was at, like, gym rat style, Wes Welker, run middle of the field, get crushed by linebackers yeah. every single play He's a receiver. Tough dude. You have to go do that again after not being ready for that? That hurts. Yeah. That's why Gronkowski is currently working on and getting ready to play. Um, no, um, this is another one of the things where I find the jokes are getting kind of gross, especially because kids are involved. Um, and this is about a dude and his family, right? And so, like, it as much as I've hated on Tom Brady and as much as I've liked who he's become as a social presence, this is not Tom Brady the quarterback. This is Tom Brady the person. Um, that said, you know, when asked if he's going to have to pay alimony or if he gets the alimony because he's not the the breadwinner in that family, I imagine he took a team-friendly contract and signed a prenup. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, all right, next, hit stick. Uh, during the Rams game, Bobby Wagner en- ended up playing security on the field and lit up a protester who got on to uh, the uh, turf. Uh, this protester is now suing him or basically filed a police report for a violent incident, which, by the way, is just fucking ridiculous as a concept. But I digress. The U.S. is the U.S. Uh, we have the clip actually filmed so you can actually see the whole thing happen. Oh, 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 did he tear his ACL? Oh, oh, yeah. He's still going. Oh, oh, it's so good. I'm so happy. You can keep turn the volume off and just leave that keep playing the rest of the time. I... Look, so you can have your causes, but hey, at this point, all everyone's ever going to remember is you got crushed by Bobby Wagner. It's, it's Right here is where you know you fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, it's. It, I'm sure he saw that and immediately shot his pants. Yeah, there's no other way about it. Um, I know the purpose of this is to draw attention to your cause, and unfortunately, most of the times, all that we remember is the douchebag who ran onto the field. It's not an effective way. It's a little look at me, Louis. It's it's not drawing attention to your cause. It's drawing attention to yourself. It's showing us that you're an asshole. There are better ways or more effective ways to draw attention. I recommend you follow you 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 uh, use those ways and don't make it all about yourself. Make it about the actual cause. Uh, there's ways you can drive people to donate to causes. There's ways you can uh, raise awareness. Uh, you can take to writing. You could take to having a podcast. You could take to millions of different ways that don't involve getting your spine crushed on an NFL field because, again, all we remember is that your bones are soup now. That's what she said. A female reporter was reporting live on the streets talking about uh, sexual assault and what's going on with Hockey Canada when the exact same subject matter she was reporting on was broadcasted on live television. Get the baby cock out of your mouth. Sorry about that, everyone. That really startled me. Um, it was about 2% for membership fees. Um, and, and there has been a lot of, you know, controversy over the use of those membership fees for, for good reason. But they only comprise about 2%. 
Is there Get the baby cock out of your mouth. Get the baby cock out of your Sorry mouth. Sorry about Get that. Get the baby cock out of your mouth. We're supposed to have a reaction While wearing to a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey, by the way. I mean, the, the Leafs time. fans are clearly the worst. Oh, yeah, 100%. Also, um, can can we just talk about how there's a Tim Hortons in the background of the shot too? Like this is so perfectly Canadian in all the wrong ways. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if Canadian was uh, a Brazilian conglomerate that owned the Tim Hortons group, but yes. Um, ah, <laughs> what's the baby cock about? I don't know. I really is don't it know. the cameraman who's got the baby cock in his mouth? Is it the people watching? Is he saying we by watching the, U- the the YouTube or Twitter clip have the baby cock? Is it her who had the Maybe baby cock? Maybe he's referring to the microphone. Maybe he's like like having a hallucination of you know he's hooking up with her and it's him who has the baby cock. So he's kind of talking to yeah. like himself through like the camera lens. It, it like is it's, like it's a self reflection type of thing. You know, it is kind of small cock energy, but that might just be the Maple Leafs jersey. I'm not sure. Um, but in all honesty, it's just. A <laughs> What compels people to jump in front of a live broadcast that way? I don't know. It's kind of like like protesting getting your bones liquid liquidized by uh, liquidized, liquefied, liquefied by Bobby Wagner. I I'm looking at it from a different perspective of you know like you see like shots happening for example during like sports stadiums right they're reporting live on the game and the whole thing and crowds walking by they're all happy they're like ah whatever it is right they'll do something silly but at no point is anyone incentivized to scream random profanities at the camera because you know better except this guy didn't <laughs> fuck Toronto yeah and, and this fuck hockey Canada by the way there's one thing we can say for certain is if that guy ever goes on a date he's not getting past the first round. And lastly, live face or die face. Genius. Bruce Willis. <laughs> Don't know what this is about, but this is genius. Bruce Willis. Uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce, Bruce Willis. Bruce, Bruce Willis uh, denies that he has sold the rights to his face to a deep fake agency. What? So. <laughs> what now? So you know how Bruce Willis can no longer act yeah. because he's a bad actor? I'm sorry, because he has whoa, a condition. Whoa, 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 whoa. Those be fighting words. Because he has a condition. Die Hard's not walking through that door. Die Hard 2 is not walking through that door. That it? Yeah. Okay. Um, Die Hard 3. <laughs> so Die Hard with a Vengeance is not walking through that door. So because he can't act anymore because of his medical condition, it's been proposed that he sell the rights to his face and body and acting to a deepfake organization where he can become the character in movies through artificial intelligence. And we've seen deep fakes before of other celebrities, etc. But this organization is basically trying to buy up the rights to then sell his character, his actor uh, persona, to Hollywood, uh, Hollywood films where they can actually make movies with Bruce Willis in it, essentially. So like an, He's like an he avatar playing the rights. roles, basically. Yes. So is he, is he saying that he didn't sell it, or is someone telling him in an earpiece to say that he hasn't sold it because he can't remember his lines? Honestly, very good point. We're not sure exactly what it is. Uh, there was a tweet done, actually, though, specifically from a uh, from Reuters, essentially, for a uh, deepfake agency. Seriously? Reuters, yes. You get every name wrong. Yes. Bruce Willis. I had to do it once, but check. Now that COVID-19 you know, vaccines are... Commercial, <laughs> so not this. We're going to wait. Just play Authorized for children aged six months and up. You probably have questions. I guess we're watching there a commercial. We go. There we go. <laughs> So, this is not actually Bruce Willis in this ad. This is the deepfake on a Russian actor. Cool, eh? 
I don't know if cool is the right word. It's the creepiest shit. I guess this is in line, though, because all of our action stars are, are 60 plus years old, mm. and we can't seem to get new ones. As Tom Cruise is topping the charts with Top Gun Maverick, uh, still fighting against the enemy. But you know what, Eagle? The Sixth Sense is not walking through that door. All right. That's all. That's all. And that's it for today. Peace. Thank you. This was great. Thank you, man. Thanks for helping because it's a hell of a burden to do alone. Oh, 100%. Thanks for making me not feel crazy and talking to myself. I want to thank anyone who has liked, subscribed, watched, rated, reviewed, listened, uh, pretended to be working while listening, uh, thought of us while having sex, all that stuff. We really do appreciate it. It's Let's how we can not thank Terry and Duke. Yeah, for bailing. Uh, for Let's having not thank Alex the intern. Seriously. Uh, but I do want to uh, thank anyone else who has supported the show. And I want to thank you all for letting me be myself. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports. Yeah.